0: This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Good morning, New (laughs) Life. Welcome back to Faith Wins, our conversations about how faith plays a role in our struggle. And I thoroughly enjoyed my process with Ronnie last week, and I have really been looking forward to this conversation with Christy because we have spent... Way less time together than I think would have been normal if COVID conditions were different, but we have spent enough time together that I am really looking forward to picking her brain on this topic. So I hope that this becomes a conversation that feels like the group of us are in it, and more so even just you and a conversation with the two of us. That it can have that communal feeling to it. But uh, without further ado, hello, Christy.
1: Hey. Hey, Edge.
0: <laughs> it's never being good for this.
1: Oh yeah, I'm excited. I was just thinking about the last time we hung out. One of the last times we hung out before COVID hit, about this time last year, and we we did the escape room together. You know, and I don't know if you remember, (laughs) but I think it's kind of symbolic of. Little did we know, you know, we're going to be escaping 2020. (laughs) We also played bowling before COVID. We also
0: played bowling before COVID. Yes, so we did. we got a couple Very of dates in. <laughs> we did. So now we have to we schedule did. them and record them. But I, like I'm totally looking forward to this conversation because I know enough about you to know that you're going to push me in your answers. So I am just, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> so right off the top, awesome. I would like to hear your thoughts on the title of this series. I really love the re- It's to me, it's a reminder of a truth that I know, but maybe a truth that I don't feel as often as my intellect um, knows. So I'm just curious, what what are your thoughts around this title? And what are you hoping to get produced in this conversation?
1: Yeah, well, Faith Wins is such an important title, and I love it. And I think, it's so important right now for us to just be rehearsing that conversation of faith, that narrative of faith with each other. And so every Sunday, this is our chance to rehearse that narrative together that, cause you know, we're all week long, you know, we're in our feelings, we're in, we're seeing things as they are. And we need that, that perspective that God is good, you know, that he loves us and and, um, and that chance to practice it together, not just on Sundays, but also in our small groups to talk about the goodness of God so we remember. Um, and I think when we look at the title Faith Wins, I almost want to make a little bit of disclaimer to it, because I think, um, <laughs> because Faith Wins is a great idea, but this is way more than positive thinking. Like, because um, okay. our faith is only, it's only as strong as what we place it in, right? So like if I'm sitting in this chair, I'm trusting that this chair is going to hold me up. Um, But if I place my faith in something that is not trustworthy, uh, you know, that's not a good thing. But what's exciting to me is that this is, our faith is in Jesus. And, you know, like I've been following him most of my life uh, (laughs) since I was a kid and he's never never once let me down. You know, I, I trust him and I trust that as we step into faith, faith is that place where we trade the small things for the bigger things, the the place where Mm. we leave behind the dead things and we step into the life that Jesus has for us, you know? And so to me, it's very, it's an important conversation. It's an inspiring conversation. Um, faith is so important to god like you look at um the scriptures talk about how like without faith it's impossible to please god so we need that we it's essential to our being it's essential to our perspective and especially in days like today that we're living in we need it more than ever more than ever so that's what i'm excited about um just that opportunity to rehearse the narrative of faith on a regular basis.
0: I love that sentence. Rehearse the narrative. I have spent massive money and time in counseling, unrehearsing narratives that were not helpful to me. <laughs> and you're you're totally right. Actually, I would say I do a lot of journaling um, first thing in the morning, and I I haven't really thought about why I do it first thing in the morning because I, I become very sentimental at night. So you would think journaling would be a nighttime thing for me, but when you use that phrase just now, it's like that's what I'm doing in my journals. If you read my journals, I start my day like getting my mindset set where I want it to go the rest of the day. Like begin how I want to proceed, and in in essence, I am rehearsing the narrative of how I wants to view that day, how God views that day. Because my journal is not like a dear diary; it's almost always a written conversation with God. But that language, rehearse the narrative. I really resonate with. I, I love that. I'm going to hold on to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I love the morning time too. It's like that morning time, my head is just on differently than at night. You know, I feel yes. like I do my thinking in the morning. So yeah, I love that. That makes sense. Yeah. I am not a
0: morning person and I always picture journaling sort of as an art form and I become very, mm-hmm. my artistic self shows up at nighttime significantly more, but i uh, I think because of the way that I use my journals, I'm drawn to them in the morning where I'm like ready to root out the fear that sits there like you know how you start your day. You're like that's going to be stressful that's pinched for time that's te- that's going to be a tense conversation, like, whatever I I didn't really think about it but I'm sort of like weed picking like as i look at the day that's usually what i am journaling and having a conversation with god about and i am pit- pulling the weeds of fear insecurity dread whatever but i i don't stop there i it, that conversation isn't just god being like stop thinking that stop thinking that that conversation is god giving me the new narrative and me bringing it in mm-hmm. to carry me through that day and i so i would actually say it's not my best thinking first thing in the morning but i think I I have just found it the most effective that I when I have tried to do that in the night before to prepare for the next day, I swear I lose ground in my sleep. It's, that's like, oh, you yeah. did, lady. Like, where did it go? But the, the fear comes back up or the whatever. Anyway, so it's, I'm not a morning person. It's not my best thinking. Those journals are probably mumbo jumbo. I don't know. I don't go back to them. <laughs> but... There, I love your phrase "rehearse the narrative." I like love that phrase. Okay, so that actually ties in to a question I wanted to ask you about: um, Is there a particular Bible verse, something from Scripture, that you are like Mm -hmm. white knuckling, like I am holding on to that sucker? And I might, Mm -hmm. I might press you one step further. Let's let's see what your answer is to that one. But I, something you just said makes me wonder uh, what your answer will be. So, what do you? what from scripture is like pinging for you?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think that the main verse for 2020 for me, and even into 2021, uh, was from James, the first chapter of James. And so, um, it says this, it says, you know, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And that right there is just That's a a narrative that needs to be brought in every day. Um, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And so I just, I love that um, for me, I've almost kind of had to, I've had a new insight when it comes to that verse. Um, just the idea of testing, um, because I think I've always looked at testing in my walk with Jesus as like, okay, I'm going to test you to see if, you know, you can, you can do this, you know, (laughs) and I'm real. I've realized this year that it's actually not quite what's happening here that God is saying, I'm, I'm testing you to show you what I've already placed inside of you. And so it's like, okay, like, it's not, God's not up there wondering, oh, can she do it? You know, does she have it? What's she going to do? Like he's, he's showing me, look, Christy, look what I've placed in you. Look what I'm giving you the ability to do. Look what my power is, is doing through you. And so that to me just builds my confidence because, um, it's. It feels sometimes like when you, especially when you step into the life of faith, you say yes to Jesus, you surrender, you do all these things. Um, what he leads you to is so much bigger than you would ever step into on your own. And so for me, just knowing, okay, he's led me here. He's going to give me the power to step into it, and he's going to show me who he created me to be. And that to me is like. I can rest in that i can okay. relax and breathe and stand tall and just uh trust that he is in it and he's he's able right so uh, that's that yeah. such a powerful
0: switch like the word testing is still in there god is still in there you are still in there but it's a completely different narrative when you consider there's a partnership in that the the upgrade that you made this year to your narrative, instead of God standing back, testing you, saying like, I wonder how that's going to work. When you see it as, listen, let's go through this test together, and I'm going to show you what you and I are capable of. Your confidence is going to be boosted. Our partnership is going to be boosted. Mm-hmm. There's so much camaraderie in that, um, and it doesn't feel like the kind of testing that is pass fail. It feels like the kind of testing that turns a metal into a stronger. You can tell, like Mm. black but you know, like metal goes through processes to become the metal that we use that is reliable, and it it, that is its own form of a testing phase. But your narrative is God is with me in that, not God is putting me through this. And on the other side, He's going to be like, "Oh, good, you made it." Like that's a completely different narrative. Ah, Totally, totally,
1: and it's subtle, but it's important, you know, because it it's like yeah, he's already done the work. He's leading you in it. And it's not like, okay, when you get to the other side, I'm going to love you. (laughs) It's like, no, if you pass, (laughs) if you pass, that's what we think, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's so important that we, you know, he, that's not it at all, you know? So,
0: okay. So I love this narrative. Um, plot line that's coming through our conversation already so i might ask you one that's like oh i'm sorry it might be kind of uncomfortable but not every test that we go through even if god's intention for us is to walk with us through it and for us to come out on the other side with better grit or us to come out of the other side with better intimacy with god like that's god's intent but we don't always play along so are you Mm game to like what is your narrative so let's say you and god head into this test process um it's a particularly rough covid day like a particularly rough day and god's intention is to walk through that with you but you didn't play your part and and go through the test with Him. what what goes through your mind when you realize so it's you know 10 o'clock your day is wrapping up you are pissy because this day was not walked with god what yeah. narrative there like what do you do there that seems like a shame opportunity. Like, what do you do there? Yeah.
1: Um, I think I have to, for me, it's first of all, actually being self-aware enough to recognize the space that I'm in, which sometimes I completely (laughs) fail at that. (laughs) It's like mommy's hangry. (laughs) She needs a nap and some food and (laughs) some Jesus time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um no, I think when I am aware enough of that, it's definitely okay, God, like I need, I need to get out of my head and I need to get into that perspective with you and that connection. So for me, that is sometimes I'll take a drive and just like, I mean, maybe not at 10 o'clock at night, but put my headphones in and put some worship music on, or um I'll open the UVersion app on my phone and read through a couple of passages. Um, or talk to Joel, you know, maybe just, I need to like offload some feelings and process, you know, um, or sometimes I love podcasts. I I'm listening to so much right now. Just, I have, those are the things that take me out of that framework. When I, my faith is low and I'm like doom and gloom. And this is, I'm emoting. And it's like that moment where it's like, okay, remember I said earlier about what we put our faith in, like, I have to not put my faith in my feelings. Feelings are important, but sometimes your feelings are terrible to you. Um, And it's like, okay, let's get out of those feelings. And let's put that faith. Let's remember who my faith is in and fix my eyes on Jesus. And let's see what he okay, Jesus, what are you leading me to? What are you trying to say to me in this? So it's not so much, um, I think it's really just about that connection, being self-aware and then immediately connecting to Jesus in some way uh, in that. And I think, you know, there's room for mistakes. It's like we all, I have bad days. I have good days, I have bad days. Like it's not, um, when I don't play my part, it's easy to feel, like, okay, I'm not worthy or I'm not, I'm not doing this right. Um, there was something that I read years ago that really helped me. It's out of the Psalm 23, talking about that last verse in the Psalms where it says like, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And so, some Christian writer, I honestly, I was looking for it last night. I can not remember who it was, but they talked about the, the, the hounds of heaven. Have you heard that before? The hounds of heaven, um, goodness, goodness and mercy are the hounds of heaven. And they, they're like these dogs that just chase after you, <laughs> you know?
0: That is funny. Because when you said hounds of heaven, I'm like, I've heard of hellhounds. So this <laughs> visual of the hounds of heaven chasing, he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm a dog person. I can switch that mental picture to like, oh, a full <laughs> dog following <laughs> behind me. Like, Okay. I've
1: <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I don't know who said that, but I just, that picture has always stayed with me that it's like, whatever, wherever I'm running, goodness and mercy are right there with me. And to just kind of remember that in those bad days. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I think that's so wise of you. I just love the fact that right off the top of your head, you named five or six different go-to spots for you to pull out of the wrong narrative. So at the end of the day, when you realize I'm not feeling the way faith would, I don't feel like this. Even when days are bad, I don't feel like this. So once you've hit the self-awareness spot, I love the fact that you have known go-tos. Like <laughs> these are the places that I go that make me like pull, that help me pull up or like bring me into God's presence or eradicate the weed thoughts that are just eating me live right now. Like kudos to you. I think that is a really wise to have Aww. pre-acknowledged these are my places that that do this for me like that's yeah brilliant. like yeah. you look at me like my camera sounds good for this like that's just what I picture like everywhere you go you carry with you the awareness that you can you can be ushered into faith's presence via mm. one of these things I that's just that's awesome uh okay yeah and I think I yeah
1: no I, go ahead you go ahead. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's your finish that. Okay. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, for me, um, there's just certain things I do that won't make me feel good. And I've realized that over my life. It's like if I turn the TV on or if I just kind of, like, I, it's literally I have to put those thoughts on God. So that it's kind of trial and error, I think, because it's different for everyone. Holy.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. That is smart. Yeah, like bloomed overnight. Like you do have to trial and error when you figure out, okay, this particular artist really pulls me in. like I have, that is my like super secret weapon is that particular artist or that particular podcast always brings me. So I, yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of room for trial and error and just watching the fruit of whatever happened.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, hundred percent.
0: Who do you see? I want you to tattle on somebody. Who do you see yes. that, that is like winning at faith? And maybe it's not somebody that I know, so you might have to describe them, but like, who are you watching that is blessing you because of the way that they're interacting with their faith?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say that it's Joel. I think um, (laughs) he is the real deal. You know, I think his faith (laughs) is so strong and it's so young and childlike and trusting. Um, when it comes to God, um, I look at our life. We've been married, I think it'll be 19 years this May. But um, I look at our life, and when we got married, I legit thought, "Okay, we're just gonna stay in this town at this church for the rest of our lives." <laughs> and yeah. and like that was the scope of my faith. Like it was just. I mean it would have been a great life for sure but i think joel had this trust and this faith that's like oh god's you know let's go build this let's go help this church here let's go you know so much broader and more trusting and and i think for me you know had i been left to my own devices i would have just stayed in this small place but like with joel you know we've seen so many miracles in so many different places that we've lived, and moving to Canada, my gosh, like, <laughs> and then you know we built that that up, and um, I always tell, um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I felt like God almost called us to be like church flippers, like you know house flippers, like. <laughs> You 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 move into a home and then you just kind of do some stuff and then you move to the next. And th- that's not ever what I would have thought for myself, but that's that's the life that when you hit your wagon to somebody, uh you, Joel's faith has just led us all these amazing places and got to see so many things. And um and I think there's something to that, that that childlike. Okay, God, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And I'm like still winded from the last time we did it. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but um, but it's been so amazing, and I I definitely am living a way bigger life because of Joel's faith than had I just stayed in my own uh, place. So yeah, how yeah.
0: your faith inspiration is in your hope. Like, what a gift that is.
1: I I have had
0: seasons where my mentors are literal authors that I read that I will never meet, you know, or speakers that I am uh, listening to that I will never meet. And God has used that powerfully. But like, how Mm -hmm. lovely is that, that you have faith inspiration in your own home? Like, that's a gift. It's a really Mm -hmm. big gift.
1: I totally relate to that too, though. Like, there's so many teachers and the global church right now is just, pulling me up by my bootstraps and pushing me forward and these people that I love deeply I feel like I'm friends with them these pastors around the world I dream about them at night like they're my friends and then I wake up and I'm like oh I love them but they don't know me at all (laughs) and and, you know it's okay I'm grateful one day we will one day we will but it's just it's it's funny
0: in my question to Ron last week about hope management I didn't mention it I am absolutely using the global church for hope management like when you just said the global church is pulling me up by my bootstraps, I'm yes, absolutely, yeah, it's really a gift, yeah, a gift, and I love the fact that we live in an era where we can actually be in yeah. touch with people of faith from literally all over the place. That is an amazing gift, seriously. Um, Our time is just flying through. So like, I don't know, maybe we will have to stop recording for the group session and just finish this conversation offline. I have so many questions. I really appreciate the way you think and um, lean into your faith. So I promised each of you, you could ask me one question and we're already at that place. So do you have something uh, you would like to poke back on?
1: Yes, I wrote it down. So I wanted to make sure I read it. (laughs) Okay, so for you, you are getting ready to walk through a new transition, a new door, you know, Um, and so I was just wondering, how has God been strengthening your faith through that? Because like, um, you know, you're like, I would imagine for you, it feels like there's a a sense of unknown in front of you. Um, But is there anything in particular that God has been saying to you to strengthen you or encourage you in that in that season? Uh,
0: yes, it feels like I'm at, um, probably a Y in the road. I don't know. That's not the right thing. It, it feels like there's two different conversations happening with him right now. One, as I look back and one, as I look forward and, uh, they require like completely different conversations. So, um, so Something God's been talking to me about as I look back is trust me. And the amount of times I have had to visualize taking one of you loved ones and putting you in God's hands and being like, if I'm not local, like you better watch out for them, (laughs) which is, I'm sorry, like it's a childlike threat, but it's not the childlike that we really want in our faith, but it is what it's like, can I trust you with these people that I love? And it, so that message has just been consistently, as I ask that question, he like puts out these gigantic hands and mm. is like, well, put them in my hands and I'll show you. And it, so that's not even mm. like a phrase. I, I'll ask the question. My heart will scream out some wordless question and God responds, not in English, not in a sentence. It's just like this gigantic hand comes near me like, hey, right here. They're gonna be so comfortable. Like it's like his hand are big enough to handle it. So mm. ha, handle it. Uh, so that, <laughs> as I look at what has been and the community that we have here and these beloved, like, so many pieces of my heart are here, I also had the whole, like, I'm staying here forever um, assumption. So that's what he's talked about um, for the looking back time. For the looking forward is shocking. Uh, um, it's a little bit like your test narrative where um, there's in there an endorsement of you that Mm. the, the way I have pictured my Christianity for a very long time is very God-centric and very Um, self-diminishing. And I like the worst version of it is God is awesome, but I suck, but he loves me anyway. Mm. Like that's, that's been my narrative for a very long time. And Um, this last few years, he has really worked to be like, but wait a second, if I say that I think you're awesome, if I say that you're capable of this thing that I've called you to, it kind of hurts my feelings when you keep just blatantly disregarding my opinion. Mm -hmm. So could you join me in loving you? Could you join me in changing your narrative about yourself? Could you join me in stop second guessing yourself? Like stop second guessing me by second guessing yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's been the journey that I've on. So it feels a little bit weird to say the main message that God just keeps saying to me about the future is like, I'm speaking to you through your gut. Like Mm -hmm. start listening to that voice. So in the past, I would pray, I would wait for God to say something that I would trust that because it was obvious that it was God. I think he is like schlepping off some very childlike um, parts of that that are not the good kind of childlike, the immature kind of childlike, of like, I have him way too binary. There is my gut over here, which is part of my fallen nature and would lead me astray at the drop of a hat. And then there is God and the Holy Spirit and the voice that speaks to me in prayer and never the twain shall meet. And I think what he's been saying to me as the latest iteration of this, please stop second guessing my. Statement of your competence or your readiness or your uh, beauty. Um, So the latest iteration has been some version of like, hey, I'm in your gut. That thing that is like, listen, so we just, Jason and I on Valentine's Day, just went out to the coast for a long walk and had this terrifying talk about our future. And basically, God used Jason's voice to be like, Ange, I have been saying something to you through your gut that, yes, that's risky to not like turn this search into self reliance, but I. Your gut is saying to you, take time and your intellect is trying to rule over that. But let me speak through your gut. Don't just wait around for a prayer and a word from me. I'm in your spirit. I'm in you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's not terribly Mm -hmm. precise. But as I look forward, consistently God is like reframing how he speaks to me and is um. I think getting the Holy spirit out of a very small box that I have had the Holy spirit in, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. um, anyway, so that's, uh, yeah. not very comforting. Like, I think your question asked something about comfort. If that particular one is not very comforting, it's more challenging. It's more, but I can feel it. And every time I'm with God in something, I find comfort in that, that he's pushing me into very uncomfortable places but it feels okay cuz i'm with him i don't i don't know if that's- yeah
1: totally no i think that's what that's amazing it's like you're learning to trust the holy spirit within you and and get comfortable in that right like it's yeah i love that that it's not binary it's not like one or the other yes. it's like okay god i want to learn to like hear your voice to trust it and that requires yeah, it's not comforting, but it's, it's, it will be in time. I mean, <laughs> you yes. just have to, yeah, it's like just kind of getting into that place where you're at ease with that new level of, like, it feels like a free fall, you know, in a way. Yeah.
0: And ultimately what he keeps saying to me is trust that gut. Like that doesn't just mean obey it, but it's like, my gut is saying, take this slow, take this slow. But my intellect is saying, you better get your poop together. Mm. My gut is actually, so what, what's happening is I'm lifting up that thought that comes out of my gut and God keeps endorsing it. So like, I basically, this is the process of building my confidence and expanding my beliefs about how God speaks to me. And it's, so it, mm-hmm. there is comfort because what keeps happening is God keeps endorsing that message mm-hmm. that's coming through my gut. So it, it there is comfort. There is comfort. It's just a, a learning curve,
1: sort of a comfort. Totally. That's a good way of saying it, for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, I asked you to bring a song with you uh, that you're finding some... I don't know if comfort is the right word. I think I assume we need comfort, so you would bring a song with comfort, but I think it's probably safer to just ask, what song is speaking to you right now that you're finding um, something precious in? And uh, why? And then we're going to play it. Mm -hmm.
1: So worship is like my, it's one of the the top things that pulls me up. Right. And, um, last year I was, had a conference online that I love that I go to every year, the color conference. Um, and they did this song and it it was just a chorus at the time. Um, but it's called fresh wind and the, the words go like this. Um, we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, just this prayer. And, um, And I love that song and I, and actually it's a Hillsong song and they released it a few weeks ago and I was having coffee with Lizzie Webb um, and she was saying, oh, we were talking about this song and like sometimes I'll drive up in Petaluma and I just pray the song over the city. It's, it's just a powerful prayer of like revival and newness and talking about the church coming together and, and, and prophesying the new over the church right and um so Lizzie was saying how much she loved this song and she said oh my family we want to record this for new life and I'm like I'm I'm like sharing next week and this has like been my song and so they are recording and um and and it's just that was just confirmation to me that this song is for our church for the season um as we move into the new together so
0: ah okay that is fun I am looking forward to that All right, friends, thank you for joining us for this conversation. This is our narrative practice that faith wins, and we will now just go enjoy a fresh wind over us as we wrap up this service. Thank you, Christy.
1: Yeah,
0: thanks, Ian. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.